You're listening to the Cruise Tips TV Unplugged Podcast. Today we're talking about cruise souvenirs. Whether you're the type who collects a ship model from every cruise, or maybe you're a light packer who tends not to buy much when you travel, this episode is full of fun ideas and inspiration for bringing something home to remind you of your travels. Welcome to Cruise Tips TV Unplugged. I'm your host, Sherry, and we invite you to join our cruise-loving family as we travel the world creating cruise videos and vlogs. In this podcast, we talk tips, tactics, and strategies to help you make every cruise your dream cruise. Fun ideas and inspiration. Yeah, for souvenirs, cruise souvenirs. What a specific topic, right? I think that's what the podcast should be about always. What? Fun ideas and inspiration. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So it seems like I haven't been here for a while, but I I actually was. I have been. <laughs> it's just I didn't say anything last time. <laughs> were you pretty quiet last yes, week? Yes, <laughs> I, was, I was lurking when you were chatting with Lee Mason. Believe it or not, I was, oh, right. I was, I was there the whole time. Yes. You know, like breathing. <laughs> You know, is that your breathing demonstration? That's my breathing demonstration. No, I did monitor that whole <laughs> that whole episode, oh. and wh- while we weren't recording, I did say hi to Lee. I think Lee's a great guy, and I was very happy to have him on the show. Ah, yes, indeed, it was. I was like, well, "What do you mean you weren't here?" Because to me, you were sitting across from the table the whole time. Mister Cruise Tips TV does tech backup when we do the recordings because there's a lot going on when we do the recordings with a guest, whoever that may be. We've got a camera going for our Patreon community, and then we're recording a Zoom call through the computer through the Roadcaster Pro thingy, which is what we uh, record our podcast with. So there's a lot of tech, so he has to be here the whole time. But yeah, thank you for um, thank you very much for making that whole thing happen. It was fun. It was really fun. Lee is such a great guy and he's hilarious. I had some, uh, some DMS from people cracking up about some of the things that he said and mostly just wishing him well. He's on Mardi Gras now, by the way, Lee is. He's, um, he's observing the Flying Scotsman, Chris, who he'll be taking over for. And Lee just posted on his social today. He's going to be on Mardi Gras, I think until the middle of July or so. So very cool. Exciting stuff. Very much so. Yeah. Are you drifting off again? I see you looking over your shoulder. What are you looking at? No, I was actually oh. thinking how envious I am. Ugh, I mean, wouldn't it be, be I mean, ship? I wouldn't want to work on it. You would- <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be on until July. <laughs> you hear that, Lee? We don't want to work. I mean, we don't want to be on a ship and actually work. No, I think I think it'd be crazy uh, hard yeah. to do what he does. I've told him that in person that yeah. I, I mean, I, my hat is off to him because mm-hmm. that would be a tough job. Now, maybe it's a uh, personality type, you know, maybe it just wouldn't be a good fit for me and maybe it's easy for him. I don't know, but um, it's, I don't think it's by any means easy for him to do what he does. Exactly. I mean, it's 24 seven kind of, right? He really doesn't get a break. I I did chuckle a little bit at the thought of you being a cruise director. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I think you can, you can do anything you set your mind to. Yeah. And I've had to alter my personality in, in some jobs that I've had and you know, it's it's doable. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how much I would enjoy it. I think you have, you're hilarious. And I think you'd be great on stage, even though you, it might sound horrible to you. I think you'd actually be really good at it. That element of it. Well, you know, I, <laughs> the thing is like, whatever, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to try my best. Yes. You know, I have the, if you're, if you're a dishwasher, be the best dishwasher you can be. 
Absolutely. Whatever we, we don't need to worry. You're not quitting your day job and going off to be a cruise director. You know, I was a dishwasher, <laughs> by the way. You were a dishwasher. Yeah, and I was. And I your was, hands were raw. My ha- That is a tough job, too. Yeah. My hands were cut, like cut up oh. daily because you just kind of, they just throw stuff at you constantly and you got knives and dishes mm-hmm. and broken glass and yeah, that's a tough job. But How do we go I, from cruise I was, director to I don't know. I'm, I'm talking about being the best you can be <laughs> yeah. no matter what it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a dishwasher, take some pride in it and be the best. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, welcome back, Mr. Cruise Tips TV. You are in the you are in the co-pilot seat today. And we're going to be talking about something kind of entertaining and fun today. Um, our friends, Charles and Elizabeth, are big cruise souvenir people. And they sent me a couple photos of some of the souvenirs they collected and started kind of asking, you know, what do people collect? And the conversation got started. And I thought, wait a minute, just because maybe you and I don't collect a lot of souvenirs doesn't mean that other people aren't into them and this wouldn't make a great topic. So we did decide to go out to our community and ask them what types of cruise souvenirs that they collect. And some of them are really beautiful, clever, creative, and there were some trends too. So we're going to be talking about 20 cool cruise souvenirs today. Try to say that fast. Five I times. won't, I won't, I can barely speak. <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything 20 <laughs> times fast, but maybe we should talk about why. And we probably have different reasons why we don't collect souvenirs. Yeah. Absolutely. What is your reason for not collecting souvenirs? Um, my reason for not collecting souvenirs is that we have enough stuff in our house and we don't need to bring anything more home. Also, we pack very lightly when there's really not r- much room in our suitcase. And I have to, so I have to really love something to buy it and bring it home. It has to resonate with me. It has to speak to me very deeply for me to buy it. So I don't buy souvenirs just to collect things, um, but I do on occasion buy them. For sure. And I have some favorites and I'll list them. How about you? Why don't you, aren't you, why aren't you into souvenirs? Well, it kind of goes way back because I used to be into souvenirs, but I have re- basically restarted my life several times. And I mean, gotten rid of mm. everything. Yes. You know, down to, at one point it was a couple of boxes in a closet. So oh, I had gotten rid man. of everything. And I've done that, I think three, three times in my life. And I looked at all those souvenirs and I, I had to detach myself from it. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore mm-hmm. because it really doesn't have any meaning. You know, the importance of those things is in my head. I don't have to have the physical item there to remind me, but I'm not like anti-souvenir. I just, I don't like to have a lot of stuff in yeah. case I, in case I want to restart, you know, you never know. Right. Absolutely. Um, I've only been in your life for one of those big sell-offs. <laughs> yeah. When we moved, um, when we moved within the town that we're in now, just from one house to another, we decided to get pretty aggressive and try to go a little more minimalist in our living, and had a garage sale that netted us about eight hundred bucks. Which for a garage sale, it's a lot of money considering. I don't think we sold any furniture or anything big like that. But um, I think that is a time when you, when you sort of have a an epiphany about about the stuff that's in your life. And I think we have to kind of be honest about the fact too that since we started doing Amazon Live or working for Amazon in the capacity that we're working for Amazon now, we've introduced a lot more product and stuff into our home, which has made us want to push product out and not have push items out that we don't really, really need. So when it comes down to buying new clothes or souvenirs or anything, even makeup and toiletries, I used to want to have more of a supply of that stuff. And now I just don't want anything else in my home 
because we've got we've got so many things that we show on air that it's it's you know you want to try to kind of eliminate in other areas to create storage space for that stuff and just clutter it can clutter your mind in my opinion it can yeah. and i'm a minimalist at heart i think yeah and i can think of one specific incidents where you were involved in my life where i mean i really had nothing we were living in spain and all of my you know important things and basically just a few photo albums were back in sacramento in a closet in a box and that's all i had <laughs> and we were going off shopping and we walked out of our apartment and i said oh wait did we lock the door and you said, no, I don't, I don't think we did. And I said, well, what does it matter? We don't have anything anyway. <laughs> so, funny. you know, let's not worry about it. And there's something very liberating about that. Absolutely. Anyhow, yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting topic. But with that said, there are some souvenirs that I truly love and that I truly look forward to and that I, I try to collect here and there. But there aren't many. But our audience has some killer ideas, and we're going to talk about those. But first, we've got a listener spotlight this week, Mr. Cruise Tips TV, Lucky Us. Someone left us another five-star review wherever they listen. And this is from B. Roberts, 71. And the title is, <laughs> As Good as Guy's Burgers. B. Roberts says, I've truly enjoyed this podcast after discovering it about a month ago. The CTTV team are able to share so much relevant information with enthusiasm and care for their audience's needs for information. Sherry, Mr. Cruise Tips TV, and Junior are tons of fun to listen to. They make my drive home go by too quickly at times. Thanks for what you do, guys. Keep up the great work. Ah, thank you, B. Roberts. That was a nice, down-to-earth, wonderful review, and we so truly appreciate it. Makes a huge difference for us over on um, iTunes and other platforms as well, so thank you for that. Mr. Cruise Tips TV, I am so happy to report that over the last week, there has been so much good cruise news. There really has. And so I want to talk about a few things. I know that we aren't a cruise news show. And like I mentioned, we mentioned two weeks ago, we're not really an interview show. And then we went ahead and conducted an interview the next week. That was we're pretty like, funny. We're, we're not news. We're not, we're news, not interview. And now I'm going to go ahead and read you some news. And last week we did an interview. But no, when we made that comment about not being an interview format, it means that we don't do it every week. So we are going to occasionally bring you all interviews where it feels good. We don't interview all the time just to interview. We interview when we have met someone who has made a big impact on our life, on our cruise experience. Um, I think it kind of started, honestly, the desire to interview people when we interviewed a train conductor in Alaska. And we got so lucky with that wonderful um, interview with Conductor Sika when we were on the White Pass Rail that it really kind of sparked a little interest for us. But we don't do a lot of interviews, if you'll notice. So I just wanted to clarify, I contradicted myself and someone brought that to my attention like, okay, you said that you don't do interviews and then you interviewed Lee. Well, we do. We just do it periodically. We do what we want. We do what we want. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, and this is going to be like the sidetrack episode. But that interview, talk about trial by fire. Right, because not only did we have a an excellent guest to interview, but we had to do the audio and the video on a moving train. Oh yeah, you mean I thought you meant with Lee. You're talking about Conductor Sika. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that that was our real first interview, and I had uh, three cameras set up, three you know three different angles, and both in a of, train car by the way, in a train yes. car, in a train car, and and both of you guys were mic'd up, uh -huh. and uh, you had to stay. We were, we were, it was pretty rocky and I was standing holding, mm -hmm. you know, holding one of the cameras. So it was, yeah. it was definitely not the easiest thing we've ever done. But if you haven't seen that, you should go back and, 
and check it out because he's a fascinating guy. He really is. Uh, if you just go to our YouTube channel, and I think if you search White Pass Rail, it'll come right up. There'll probably be a few videos on the White Pass Rail, but that was it was very uh, memorable, and it and it really was an inspiration to to meet such a neat guy and um, to learn about his life and the way things work up there in Skagway, Alaska. Yeah, and it seems weird to even say this because there's so few things I'm proud of. I'm actually proud of that interview. That was yeah, that was good. It I, looked really good. I think we did a good job with that. Turned out great. It was really fun too. Very memorable. So this cruise news I'm talking about, Mr. Cruise Tips TV, wow, has it been an encouraging week. Um, first, what happened last week, and I know we're a little behind on the news here, but the CDC lowered its cruise travel warning from level four down to level three. So level four is the highest level of warning. So thank you, CDC, for cutting the cruise industry a break here. That was a good start, I think, to what was to come. Um, several days later, we had some some more news coming out of the cruise industry that has really been the subject of a lot of talk, and that is that Carnival Cruise Line, as well as their brands, Holland America Princess, for example, and Royal Caribbean as well, have revealed that as of March 1st, they're not going to make masks mandatory. They're now going to be recommended, but not mandatory, which is really wild. So Royal Caribbean is doing that effective March 25th. And I believe that Carnival is making this new mask policy effective March 1st, which is interesting. I don't understand exactly why they're not just doing it immediately, but we'll certainly have to leave that to their discretion. So Carnival, at the same time that they dropped that mask mandate, also updated their vaccination policy. And this kind of goes hand in hand with the new CDC guidance that they that they're that they've all opted into. So what this means now is that um, children under the age of five don't have to apply for an exemption with Carnival anymore, and they're not counting against the unvaccinated passenger count, which is really interesting. So. Carnival will be operating at what the CDC is now called calling the highly vaccinated level. And that level requires that 95% of passengers and crew be vaccinated, but doesn't require boosters. Royal Caribbean, I believe, has opted into that highly vaccinated um, uh, category as well. And I think Princess and Hall in America, I'm not sure about, I know that they've done the masks, but I'm not sure about the 95% for them. So no boosters at the moment will be required on Royal Caribbean and Carnival. They've kind of mentioned that. They've also kind of alluded to the fact that the testing protocols are going to change, but we don't have all that data. I think by the time this podcast airs, we're going to be a lot closer to getting more information on masking and vaccination. But I think we're going to start th to see things loosen up a little bit um, with the cruise lines, which is a good first step in knowing that the pandemic is easing and that restrictions are loosening because the world is becoming a safer place. So that is wonderful. Also this week, Carnival Cruise Line has started their 50th anniversary celebration cruises. Now these are a series of um, a 50th anniversary celebrations that are um, are getting started with Carnival to celebrate, again, their 50th anniversary. And there's many of them here on the West Coast, for example, there are several cruise ships that are actually doing little meetups um, while they're on these celebration cruises. And they are really cool. I will say I looked at the celebration cruises, especially here on the West Coast, and they are more expensive than the normal uh, cruises. And I'm sure that that's because they're doing some special things on board. But I was surprised to see the prices were a little bit hefty on those. So exciting stuff. Anyone who's going on those celebrations, have a blast. We considered it, looked at it, but 
little too last minute for us. Um, maybe, uh, maybe we can uh, get some photos from some of our subscribers and take a look at those. Also, Wonder of the Seas, Royal Caribbean's newest ship, also the biggest ship in the world at the moment, has just arrived in Florida. And she is going to be, oh gosh, I think she is debuting out of Port Everglades, right? And she'll be starting those sailings seven, I think they're five to seven, nine Eastern and Western Caribbean itineraries that'll go to Coco Key and many other ports as well. I know that the March 4th sailing um, is going to Puerto Rico and Labadee and Perfect Day at Coco Key. So very exciting to be going to two of Royal Caribbean's private destinations. Unfortunately, we're not able to go on that one. I was invited by Royal Caribbean to go on the inaugural, but unfortunately I cannot make it work with work, which was devastating to me. I would have loved to have gone on that ship. So hopefully the whole family can get onto Wonder of the Seas at some point, but uh, couldn't make it work this time. Excited about that ship though. It seems so cool. There's some new dining options. There's some new outdoor areas that are just so exciting. Some new room concepts. They have that new restaurant that's kind of, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Is it the Mason Jar? Some fun stuff. So Wonder of the Seas coming in hot and has made it nice and early over to Florida. So I think Mr. Christopher's TV, that is all of the cruise news that we have. Now we're going to spend the next little bit talking about these 20 cool cruise souvenirs that our community says that they think are worth investing in or that they repeatedly invest in and maybe some ideas about how to make these kind of more clever and fun. 20. So, 20 of them. 20. 20 ideas for souvenirs. If you're going 20 on a cruise. 20 ideas. <laughs> yeah. If you're going on a cruise and you're looking for some souvenir inspo, I think this list is really going to help. And I'm sure there's some that we will have not mentioned that maybe our audience has dreamed up. So shoot me a DM and let me know if we've forgotten any of these uh, cool souvenir ideas. I have no idea what any of them are. You don't. You no. haven't looked at the notes, have you? No, I I would guess maybe some people might collect cruise ships. The yeah, little... they do. Mm-hmm. And is... Or like models, are, ship yeah, models. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Are yep. spoons still a thing? Do it's not on the list, Mr. Crucibs TV. Do you collect spoons? I, well, I don't. I don't collect anything. Spoons. Spoons. But do you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, like fancy spoons. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I've seen those in cruise ship shops. So that's adorable. I think my grandma has a collection of spoons. Just kidding. I'm just messing with you. Hey, I don't know. Hey, look, I've seen cruise spoons in, in gift shops before. I really have. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I think the I think the models are kind of cool, but ship models are awesome. You know, the thing about the models is they're too different from line to line. You mm. know what I mean? If you're on a princess cruise and you buy one of their models, and then you take a carnival cruise, the it's going to be different, right? You know what I mean? It's not the same style. I think if they were all the same style, they might be easier to get on board with collecting the ships. Does that make yes, any kind of no, sense? Yes, no, I completely know. They don't have like a homogenous look, size, feel. They're all really different. No, you're totally right. Homogenous. Homogenous. I, I should have used that word. So <laughs> I think the rest of the show, I'm just going to no, look, look at my like phone. It. Don't do that. I don't like it when you look at your phone. Hang I, out with I me. I do do that sometimes. You do. Sometimes you drift off and I'm like, la, la, la. And you're like over there doing Junior's homework or research, something. Research. Hardcore yeah. research. <laughs> Oh, mercy. Well, you just um, gave away our number 19 tip for a souvenir, Mr. Cruise Tips TV, and that was ship models. So we'll talk about those later because that's a real, that's a big one. It's a not, very popular one. Not spoons, one. though. Not spoons. Is not, 
How about hey, look? How I about think, mugs? Yeah, they're on there. Yeah, they're on there. Mugs okay. are very popular. Okay, good. Mugs are very popular. In fact, one of the things that Charles and Elizabeth collect are mugs, and they collect them from wherever they go in the world. So if they go to Prague, they have a mug from Prague or whatever, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So let's get back to the number one, most popular the thing. Number one. number one, the most popular thing. And this shocked number me. One. <laughs> You're such a dork. The number one, most popular thing that people collect from their cruises is any guesses. You'll like this one because it's small. You can transport it home very easily and it can be used in your home and then it can be used on the ship. Any ideas? I am baffled. It, okay. it seems like it seems like I should get this. When I say it, you're gonna be like, oh shoot. And yeah. Okay, it's magnets. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I, sh- I should have got that. You yeah. should have got that. So um Dave M sent me a picture of his fridge and he's got like a whole entire refrigerator full of cruise magnets. And the reason that this is brilliant is not only can you get magnets just about anywhere you go, right? Any cruise ship gift shop is going to have them. Any destination is going to have them. You could even go to like a 7-Eleven in your destination or an OXXO or whatever, and you're going to probably find magnets anywhere, but they're tiny. You can use them at home on your refrigerator, and then you can take them back on the ship with you to hold things to those mag- and the, the metal walls, right? Most ships, especially newer ships, have metal walls, and you can pop those uh, magnets on the walls to put your, gosh, whatever you want. You could put your, um, your daily itinerary up there. You could put your excursion tickets on the wall. You could put a map of the destination you're traveling to on the wall. So magnets were the number one most popular thing that people bring home. And I was very proud of that one because it's a good, it's a minimalist dream. Like if you just want to get one small little item, maybe you're not a minimalist, but you know, it's tiny and that works with, I guess you could say a carry on cruise packers dream. So good job. Number one. Number one most now, popular, now believe it or not. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say uh-huh. we're going to number two. <laughs> yes. Number two. Mr. Cruises TV is trying to participate. He's like, this is how I'm going to participate. I'm going to be my usual goofy self. Okay, number two is, oh, I love this because this is something that I actually do like to collect, and that is ornaments. Ornaments for your Christmas tree, right? So there's so many different ways that you can collect ornaments. You can go to local shops in ports and get a special ornament. You can get an ornament from every ship that you're on, every destination, however you want to do it. But most cruise ship stores will, at least at certain times of year, usually the holiday season, sometimes all year round, will sell ornaments. But I think this is a really fun thing to buy in a port as well. My... One of my favorite ornaments that I ever got on a cruise was actually from Alaska. And it is a white pass rail. We were just talking about the white pass rail, a beautiful white pass rail ornament. And that same trip, we got a pair of those, oh, someone's going to have to tell me what they're called because I've just forgotten those brown boots that everybody wears in Alaska. So I'm going to look up the name of them after this, but you will see them on every tour operator, every little kid, every local, anyone who's traipsing through Alaska wears them. And we got them on a little ornament and they are so darn cute. So that is um, the number two. Number three is my personal favorite thing to buy on a cruise or when we travel. Now, this is actually one of the more difficult things to find though. Unfortunately, they're not sold year round in all cruise ship gift shops. But if you look hard, you can find 
snow globes. Junior and I love snow globes, and we have a few that we've collected from cruise ships over the years. We tried to make it a tradition, but since they're not always available, we can't always make it work, and we can't always fit a snow globe in our suitcase. And you also need to like pack something to insulate them, right? Like you have to wrap it in something so that it doesn't get messed up. So snow globes, my personal favorite. The number four most popular um, item that people mentioned was t-shirts. A lot of people really enjoy collecting t-shirts and a variety of different types of t-shirts. You know, there may be one from the ship, again, one from every destination. There's a lot of different, um, a lot of different options, but one that really stood out to me was Karen Phillips said that they actually buy spirit jerseys um, for their Disney cruises, which is really cool. And they're like really comfy and casual and they just feel really good. So um, Karen said that each ship has a unique and a unique design for their spirit jerseys and they coordinate with the filigree on the stern of the ship. So it sounds like this is maybe a Disney cruise thing. I didn't know about that, but thank you, Karen, for informing us about that because I just think that's such a clever and awesome idea. So lots of different ways you can collect t-shirts and t-shirts often go on sale on cruises too. If you, you want to buy them on the ship, if you're the kind of person who lives in t-shirts, you can easily do that there. Number five, Mr. Cruise Tips TV is also something I really enjoy and have recently started to try to collect. I haven't had 100% success on this one, but I'm working on it. And that is baseball caps because baseball caps are super practical. And again, you can get a cool one that maybe shows off a destination that you went to, and then you can wear it back home. My favorite um, baseball caps that I wear at home are actually from cruises. One of my favorites is um, my MSC baseball cap. It's like a pink cap that has like a, a letterman jacket style that says MSC across the front of it. And it's so cute. And then I also love my perfect day at Coco Key hat that I got on perfect day at Coco Key. It's really cool. It's kind of like a trucker hat. And underneath the bill of the hat, it has a little print, which is really pretty and nice. And I know that they still sell those out at Perfect Day. So my favorite private island hat is from Perfect Day at Coco Key. Mr. Christmas TV, what are you looking up on your phone over there? I was looking up the boots. Did you find the boots? All I could find was a brand name. Are they called Extra Tough? They might be. Or X Tough? Might be. Okay. Do they look like the boots that I yeah, they mentioned? Do. Okay. But I thought there was a more generic name yeah, for them. Yeah, me too. Hmm, interesting. Well, someone's going to let us know. I'm sure that they will listen and send me a note and say, hey, this is what they're called. All right. They do come in different colors and things, by the way, but most people wear them in the brown with a little stripe of vanilla, kind of creamy vanilla color at the top, if that makes sense. I think your rice is beeping, honey. Your lunch is ready. <laughs> we have our rice cooker going and it smells so good in the house right now. There's something about rice cooker rice that just smells extra buttery and good. Yeah, those look like the ones, extra toughs, definitely. Okay, number six is jewelry. And so many of our community members had different ideas for ways to collect jewelry. Elizabeth said that she gets a charm for her bracelet everywhere she goes, which I thought was so clever and nice. I like to look for local jewelry, but not expensive, fancy jewelry. The kind of thing that when you're in Cozumel or you're walking on the beach in Mexico, somebody walks up to you and they're selling their own stuff. And I like to buy things like that. That's really nice. But I loved Elizabeth Charm's idea 
And I got to see a photo of her beautiful charm bracelet. So, so cool. So beautiful. Let me see if anybody else had any specific jewelry ideas here. I, I made some notes. Let's see here. It looks like Martha actually collected some tanzanite on her Alaska cruise. Tanzanite is very popular on cruises. And then it looks like she gets, um, she gets a little piece of jewelry at every vacation spot. That is cool. You've got a good husband there, Martha. Martha was praising her husband as helping out with that. So I love it. Okay. This next one is awesome. And I never thought of this as a souvenir, but it is. It's totally a collectible. This is a wonderful thing to collect if you have children and it is local currency. Keep some of those local um, bits of cash and coin and save them and maybe put them in a special place in your home, especially good to teach your children about currency and things like that. So that was number seven. Number eight is a cool one. And I think it was Jim Ring. Maybe it was Jim who said he collects key rings. Another nice, small, easy item to bring home with you from a cruise that doesn't require a lot of money. It doesn't require a lot of space in your suitcase, but yet you can actually use it. And if you have to discard of it later, at least you'll feel like you got some use out of it, right? Super cool. All right. Next up is number nine. I love this one, you guys. I never thought to do this, but some people actually collect postcards from their cruises. I know this is something I used to do when I was a kid. Like I, when I went to um, Australia, I remember getting postcards there. Even when I, even when you and I went to Paris, I remember getting postcards there, but it kind of faded from my memory to get postcards, but people do different things with them. Um, Sky Curdy said on the back, Sky writes what they loved about the trip along with the date. And then you can look back and remember the good memories. Beverly said she also writes on the back, the dates, who she went with and excursions. And it's just a nice like single piece of paper to remember your, um, your cruise. That's a clever idea too, to write some things on it. And then it's just one single piece of paper. It doesn't take up a lot of space. So excellent idea. Number 10 is awesome. This is this requires you to buy nothing. This is taking something that you use on almost every cruise and making something out of it. And number 10 is making art from your key cards, right? So some people will turn their key cards into door decorations. They do all kinds of different things. They put them on strings. They do all kinds of things with them. And I've even heard um, that someone makes takes their princess medallions and they make them into art. So that's our number 10 idea is to do something with those beautiful cruise cards. Google it, look at, you know, art from cruise cards and I'm sure you can find something. Speaking of art, number 11 is locally purchased art. Many of our community members said that wherever they're going, they like to seek out a local artist, maybe even a street artist, and try to get some real, true local art to take home. What a wonderful way to support the communities that you are visiting and to also have something that means something to you that you know that a local made it. And I think that's easy to do in a lot of ports. Number 12, Mr. Cruise Tips TV is an awesome one, and that's coffee mugs. That's the one that you had mentioned earlier. Um, there's a lot of different ways that people do it. We had said that Charles like collects them from different places so that they can like keep them in their home and they say to each other, Hey, where do you want to go today? And then grab like the Hawaii mug or whatever. Right. Kind of fun. And, um, other people had lots of things to say about mugs too. I know Angie collects mugs and someone else had mentioned that they collect Starbucks mugs wherever they go. I think that's really cool too, to go into an actual Starbucks and get the name of the city that you're in. That is clever. I love it. Now mugs are 
are not something I take home with me because they're too big. We used to do something like that with um, Hard Rock. We used to get. Oh yeah, we were Hard Rock Cafe collectors. Yeah, yeah. Um, t-shirts. t-shirts from Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, and then I remember the day when we had the realization. We're like, we don't wear these. Never We've got to get rid of them. We should have probably put them on eBay or something. Oh. I had a ton. I I probably had a good 15, 16 of those things. It was fun too. Every destination we would go to, we'd go to a hard rock cafe and get a shirt. Yep. Long time ago, but it was, it was really cool. All right. A lot of other people um, do location specific items. So a few examples would be like, if you're visiting Cuba, you might want to get rum and cigars. Or if you're in the Caribbean, they have a lot of rum cakes and things like that. Another example of location-specific items would be like vanilla from Mexico. Vanilla is one of the most popular things that people bring home, and it's something that we love to get to. Number 14 is something you do once you get home, and that is to create a book of all your photos using a service like Shutterfly. This is something we used to do before we had all that digital capability where we, now we just kind of think of everything as just being in the cloud all the time. But if you're the kind of person who liked having photo books, but maybe you don't have the time or desire to scrapbook, get onto Shutterfly and make yourself a photo book. Number 15 is one of my favorites, and this suggestion came from Suzanne, and her suggestion is specialty goods from actual local grocery stores. So you go to a local grocery store and you look for their goods, whatever they may be. It might be coffee. It might be local olive oils, any other foods or trinkets, and these these things are, um, it's cheaper to buy these local items at the grocery stores, says Suzanne rather than the tourist traps. And they feel very authentic because you know that that food product or that item, whatever it is from the grocery store, was probably made in that region and it's easy to tell. So I loved that. That was so clever, Suzanne. Thank you so much. Another one from Charles and Elizabeth is a mini flag from wherever they are visiting. That was number 16. Number 17 came up a few times, and that was professional photos. So people who may spend a little bit of money on taking um, the cruise ship photos, right, from on the cruise ship, or they might splurge and do like the dream studio or one of those um, one of those upcharge types of photo studio experiences that they have on several cruise lines, but maybe spend your money on the photos and not on other things, right? Kind of clever. You look like you want to say something. No, you're no. just making weird faces. No, what I was just are you thinking, thinking of, about? of trying to find like a, an Olin Mills, you know, <laughs> where, wherever you go. <laughs> is that what you were thinking about? Yes. That is hilarious. Did your parents make you go to Olin Mills? No. Oh God, mine did. I had a friend who worked there. Oh so man. I, I think everyone I knew had their, you know, yeah. I don't know what you want oh. to call those fancy photos, but yeah. they were all the same. It was hilarious. <laughs> I have so many Olin Mills photo memories. The, the from big my hair family. series. Yeah. Oh, I had a perm in most of them. I look like a poodle. And we'd all try to kind of match our clothing without being too matchy-matchy. Okay, moving on <laughs> from the Olin Mills topic. Professional photos are a great idea, though. Number 18, we're down to our last three here, folks. Number 18 is gift shop memorabilia from the ship hit those sales. You guys can find some incredible deals and get things like beach bags or reusable shopping bags, stuffed animals, wine stoppers, travel mugs, and a lot of the items that we've mentioned before, but those are some of the items that we hadn't mentioned. So I wanted to throw that out there. Okay. You're making another face. What are you thinking about over there? 
Oh, nothing this time. Okay. I don't know what you saw. But I don't there, either. There was, there was no, no face. <laughs> Your expressions sometimes, I tell you, sometimes I think we need to turn the camera on you and just catch you in these expressions. All right. Number 19, Mr. Crucifix TV, is your item and it's ship models. So many people collect ship models and guys, they are not cheap. No, that's, a, that's another cheap. reason not to collect those because <laughs> they, they are pricey. Yes. Yeah. They are very pricey. And they, it varies quite a bit. But it's really, I think the only place you can really buy ship models is on the ship. And I think that's one of the reasons why people do it because it's sort of a rarity, right. a collectible. Yeah. So it's not like they're on Amazon. Yeah. I mean, there are a few on Amazon, but uh -huh. not, you can't say, well, I want to get, um, I, I want to get Carnival Mardi Gras. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you might be able to get them on like an auction website or something. Well, um, eBay or something yeah, like that. Sure. Maybe. Sure. But, but, Generally speaking. Yeah. You no, know, you can't just buy them on the website. Yeah, they're tough to find. No. Okay. The last trend that we had in souvenirs <laughs> was shot glasses. I'm so surprised that this didn't come up earlier. It wasn't one of the more popular ones. I really thought people would say shot glasses because I think it used to be a really popular thing to bring home, but a lot of people bring home shot glasses that they buy, but also the shot glasses, for example, that they give out. Like I think Cheryl had sent me a photo of all of her princess limoncello shot glasses. They're like these cool round shot glasses. They look like little half eggs and they come in all these gorgeous colors. Those are really, really cute. Those are so fragile. Though. I know. I know. They're hard to get it, home. It seems like we, we had a couple of them and they, yeah. they broke in the suitcase. They did? Oh, no. I don't remember that, but they might have. But yeah, shot glasses came in. So there were some other folks too who made mention of um, bringing home natural items like rocks and shells. I just want to remind people, be super careful about that because it's it's generally discouraged not to take stuff from the area you're in. But if it's acceptable and you're allowed to do it, yeah, okay. You know, maybe a sand dollar or a little shell or one little thing like that is is something you can check with the locals on. Just be careful, be cautious about that because you don't want to violate any laws about um, removing natural property, but kind of cool. Kind of cool stuff. So that was it, Mr. Cruise Sips TV. That was actually, uh, took a lot longer than I thought to go over the list of 20 souvenirs, but I hope well, it was it fun. Was all the sidetracking, I think. Yeah, we tend to sidetrack. A heads up for everyone too. We've got, I gotta not pull that out of there again. I get a little bit crazy with my uh, my wiggling today, but we have got a live stream coming up on YouTube very soon, folks. We are shooting for, I believe, March 1st in the evening, the early evening in Pacific time. So keep an eye on our YouTube channel. We're going to try to do a fun um, cruise Q&A and just cruise chat website early March over there on the channel. I think that's a Tuesday night, if I'm not mistaken. So you can we can all look forward to that. And as usual, if you have any ideas for the podcast, send me a direct message anywhere you listen. All right, co-host, thanks for being here with me today. Yes, always a pleasure. It was. It was super fun. And to our wonderful audience, have a fantastic remainder of your week. And until next time. See you on the high seas. Thanks for listening to Cruise Tips TV Unplugged. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out at cruisetipstv.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by searching Cruise Tips TV. We'd love if you'd leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to the show, and tune in next week. Until next time, we'll see you on the high seas.